thank you, Father God. Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning that you do love us beyond anything we could think of. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you were willing to give it all up for us. And your love for us was so strong, and it's still so strong, that you didn't, you, you knew what it was costing, and that didn't bother you. You didn't care. You said, you know, this is for my people. I love those who I've created, and I want them to be able to be with me forever. So we thank you for that this morning, Lord. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. We thank you that you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you that your word is true in every situation, Father God. Your word is true in us and through us. And Father, we thank you today, Father God, for all your blessings upon our lives. And we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This morning we're going to talk about living a life of thankfulness. You know, at this time of the year, you know, we, we have a Thanksgiving day, and we thank God for what it was said in a long, long time ago, that this would be a day of Thanksgiving, thanking Him for our nation and our nation is doing, for, I mean, for our nation being set up on the principles of God, and I know that's the enemy's attacked that with all he has, but, you know, we as a people, and we especially as Christians, need to live a life of thankfulness. We don't need to wait one day, we're going to have a day for thanks, thanking God, and we don't. No, we got to be thankful all the time, 24-7. And, you know, normally a thankful per person is a happy and a victorious person, right? If you're thankful, you're happy and you're victorious. And we should be happy, victorious people. We don't have to look at what's going on or what's not going on in the circumstances, but we need to be thankful. And so we're going to talk this morning about living a life of thankfulness and how we need to be thankful. I'll... Um, I want to read, let me just say this. I want to say that I am so thankful for God and for him rescuing me out of the midst of terrible life, terrible situation. Now, I've shared with you before, you know, um, I had no care for anything. And I, but God came into my life and rescued me. And you know what's really neat is how, and, and I, I feel like somebody either online or here needs to hear this this morning, but, and I've shared it before, but, you know, even before I knew him, he was setting my path in motion. He would, you know, there, there's, and, and things happen in my life that I see God's hand in that is the only reason that I'm still alive. And one in particular that, that God really, I mean, you know, we use the term blew me away. <laughs> well, he blew me away with this because, you know, I've shared with you before. I was, you know, rode my, a motorcycle a little bit. And when I got married, I had to give it up. But anyway, no. <laughs> but I, um, 
was on a motorcycle one night. It wasn't even mine. And uh, uh, there was this great big flower pot thing that was in the middle of a of, of place I used to go to. And I was going around it, and the motorcycle dipped. And then it just stood up, and I kept on going. Well, probably a year later or so, I accepted Christ. I got filled with the Spirit. I began to go to some prayer meetings, and I was at a prayer meeting at this guy's house, and we're sitting there, and we're praying. He looked at me, he said, you used to ride a motorcycle, didn't you? I said, yeah, why? He said, well, God wanted you to know, and I, 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 excuse me. (laughs) He said, God wanted you to know that I'm the one that picked you up when you almost went over in that motorcycle. And I'm like, I'm a new Christian, you know. I'm like, how did you know that? I mean, it just blew me away. And, and, and God told me in my heart, he said, I've had a plan for you all your life. And you got to blow that plan. So that was just, you know, to me, monumental in my walk with Christ. Monumental in showing me how much God loves me. And God loves us all that much. Amen. And we should be thankful for that every day. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in the New Living says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. So in every circumstances, we're to be thankful. We're not thanking him for the circumstances, but we're thanking him that, that we have victory over the circumstances. We're thanking him that he's leading our path. And then in the Passion, it says, In the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ. God's perfect plan is for us to give thanks. Amen? It is for us to give thanks. Thanks no matter what we're doing, no matter what situation we're in. You know, I hear people all the time, and I just want to go, you know, my mama said, my mom used to say, I I could just shake you. Well, I could just shake some people. Right? Because they're going through circumstances. Oh, how are you doing? Well, it's bad because I'm going to lose everything I got. And they continually talk that, and I'm like, stop. You have something to be, especially if you're a Christian, thank God that you're here. Thank God that you're alive and well. Thank God that if you will follow his path and if you will do what the word says, he'll bring you through it. Amen? And it's not just... And some people, you know, you're just too positive. I don't think so. How can you be too positive? God's word is positive. Things happen, yes, but you don't have to let those things control you. You don't have to let your feelings control you. You don't have to let your feelings pull you down. It's real, it's happening, but God is our source, our Savior. Amen. Psalms 34, 1 says, Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. That's in the Passion. That's why I think they call it the passion. There's just so much passion in it, and I love that translation. Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. How many of you are bursting with joy over what God has done for you? How many of you really mean it? You know, do you just say that, or do you really mean it? You know, Thanksgiving should not be occasional, as I kind of said at the first, but it should be, we should be in a constant state of thankfulness. All the time, thanking God. I want to I just give God praise this morning because I want to thank him that I can even walk this morning. Amen. You see, I'm walking, and I'm walking pretty good. 
But, I, I mean, these last few days is, this last couple of weeks has been a lot, but especially on Peggy. But, you know, her mom and them do that uh, Bethlehem Marketplace presentation, and, and um, it's a lot of work. What is it, like 70 people that in the performance of cast and all that kind of stuff? And guess who gets to cook for all those people and all the guests that comes? We do. And um, thank God we had a great kitchen crew. We lost some hours from last year. But the enemy and those know from it hit, hit my back this past week. And it was it's tough. It was tough. But you know what? I, this morning I got up and because last night when I went to bed, I went to bed thankful and happy because my college football team won. <laughs> Sorry, Horace and Betty. They're from Tennessee. I'm a South Carolina Gamecock fan, and I wondered who that was on the field out there because they hadn't played like that. In a, I'm like, wow. So I, I couldn't go to sleep. Normally I'm in bed by 9. I didn't leave down at Peggy's mom's until about 9.30 or so. And, but you know what? It was awesome to see people's lives touched. And I'm just thanking God this morning that I'm walking in this, I walked in this building and I'm walking and I'm walking good and I'm walking straight and I'm not. I believe we need to give thanks to God for what he does for us. Amen. Not just what he does, but what he has done. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So we should be in a constant state of thankfulness. <clears throat> Somebody said, well, I was going to be bad this week and I was going to get down in the dumps. Well, you don't have to. Psalms 138, 1 through 8, in the Passion again, says, Thank you, Lord, with all the passion of my heart, I worship you in the presence of angels. All the passion of my heart. Heaven's mighty ones will hear my voice as I sing my loving praise to you. I bow down before your divine presence and bring you my deepest worship. As I experience your tender love and your living truth, for your word and the fame of your name have been magnified above all else. At the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. You strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh courage into me. One day all the kings of the earth will rise to give you thanks when they hear the living words that I have heard you speak. They too will sing of your wonderful ways for your ineffable glory is great for though you are lofty and exalted you stoop to embrace the lowly yet you keep your distance from those filled with pride by your mighty power I can walk through any devastation and you will keep me alive reviving me your power set me free from the hatred of my enemies you keep every promise you've ever made and since your love for me is constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me. What a praise to God. Lord, I'm bursting with joy. You know, there ought to be times in our life, especially that we do that. We should do it all the time. But there ought to be times in our life when we're especially overwhelmed with the power of God and with the joy of the Lord. Amen? And I believe that that all kinds of things happen when we're in that state. That, that, that if we can learn to praise God for his word and his truth and his glory, if we can learn to praise God, then when those circumstances, situations, bodily pains and issues come up, we can thank God and God will work in us 
miraculously. Because his love for us is constant and endless. And he expects us, he wants to finish everything in us that he's begun. And you don't want to say we're the only ones that can stop that. Because no matter what anybody does or the enemy does or whatever, we're the ones that have to make the decision. Well, I'm going to falter that. I can't do it anymore. You can do whatever God tells you to do, whatever he's called you to do. He has a purpose for your life. He put a plan in in action. And we got to help fulfill that by obeying. Amen? So... And David and all this, you know, David had all these things. He was up and down. He did some terrible things, but he never stopped thanking God. He never stopped worshiping God. So I want to talk about that in a minute, but we need David's attitude of thanksgiving. David's, you know, so many psalms that he wrote that he thanked, come into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Give God praise. Give God the glory. He would give him the glory. Even when he did the most horrible thing, he would give God thanks, and he would thank God for loving him. So one of the things that David teaches us is that thanksgiving requires being intentional. We have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about what we do. You know, we get intentional about our jobs. We get intentional about this and about that. And we need to be intentional about serving God. That needs to be intentional. That, that should be number one over everything in our hearts. Because I, I know that we need to do things. We have to provide for our families and we do all that. But if God is way back in the background somewhere, you're going to be in trouble. He better be first. He better be first before anything else. We need to be intentional in our hearts. You know, um, daily, we have so many things to be thankful to God for. But you know what? That doesn't, even though we have lots to be thankful for, even though I have lots to be thankful for, doesn't mean that sometimes I don't always feel grateful. I should. But you know what? We get tied up and we get caught up in doing things and we forget to be grateful. We forget. Sometimes we don't even notice the blessings that God's given us. Because let me say it like this. Hopefully you understand. When a blessing is so regular, you don't notice it. You understand what I'm saying? When a blessing is so regular, in other words, when God does it all the time, every day, every day, every day, we tend to not notice, and we tend to not thank him for that. But we should be thanking him for that. Amen? I thank you, God, that I get up every morning. I thank you that I'm healthy. I thank you, Lord, that I can accomplish what you've called me to do. Amen? Thankful. But, but some things are so regular, some blessings are so regular, we, ha- we have a tendency to forget. And not thank God for it. You know, I think if you got to write it down, if you got to put it in your iPad and pull it up every morning, you need to. Whatever it takes to remind you. Because we know this is a busy world and we get caught up in so many things. And we have to learn in Thanksgiving, don't let... (laughs) 
Don't let your feelings and your experience call the shots. <laughs> Don't let your feelings and your experience call the shots. Well, in my experience, this won't work. Well, don't let your experience call the shots. Let what God says call the shots. Amen? Don't let your feelings, well, I just don't feel like it today. Don't let that call the shots. Wow, how many times? You know, it's like going to work. Well, if you ever morning, well, I don't feel like it this morning. I'm not going. I'm going to tell you something. It won't be long. You won't have to worry about that. And there are times, you know, and you've heard this from a lot of pastors, but this is the truth. I've looked at Peggy and I said, do we really have to go to church today? Could just stay. I mean, we're tired. We're whatever. But, you know, I, I thank God for my wife who supports me, even though she knows I come here early in the mornings and she gets up and she comes with me. Even after she got home after midnight last night. I did let her sleep a little later than normal. She got to sleep at 6 instead of 530 but she doesn't complain. She didn't complain about it. She comes. I think it's because she can go to sleep in my office back there on my little pullout. It's because she loves me and she, she's a part of the calling on my life. So what you want to do, you want to lead your feelings. You know, you lead somebody. Last night in that play, they, they have a donkey and Joseph leads the donkey around with Mary trying to find a place to stay. So how do you lead your feelings? You remind your heart to be thankful. You remind your heart of the reasons that you're thankful, and you can lead your feelings. It's like, feelings, you come with me whether you want to or not. Come on. As we used to say, come on, dude. So we need to be intentional about thanking God. We need to lead ourselves in that. And, well, you know, one thing, let it become a daily practice, a daily thing that you do is thanksgiving and gratitude. And you know what? If you are thankful and you have gratitude and you make that a daily, all the time, part of your life, you know what it'll do? It'll get rid of a complaining spirit. You ever been around a complaining spirit? Have you ever had, let that complaining spirit take you over? We need to rebuke it in Jesus' name. And this is one way to keep it out is to always be thankful and have gratitude for what God is doing, not what's going on. And you know what? Most people don't want to be around a complaining spirit. I mean, you ever notice that if I, if I turn around and walk away, maybe you need to talk about, are you being complaining? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, you know somebody's complaining, and you know, I've been around, and they go, well, there they come. Let's get busy doing something else. So we need to get rid of that. And, and that will form a posture of gratitude in us if we constantly do it. And the... So one of the first, I'm going to give you three things of, of his attitudes is we need to be thankful that God is faithful. God is faithful. 
And we need to thank him for that every day. I thank you, God. And you get up in the morning, God, I thank you that you are faithful. You're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. I thank you that you're going to supply what I need today, physically, mentally, and spiritually, to walk through this day and to go forward in you. We need to be thankful that God is faithful. Psalms 105, 1 through 6, and the Passion says, Go ahead and give God thanks for all the glorious things he has done. Go ahead and worship him. Tell everyone about his wonders. Wow. You know one way you can tell everybody about his wonders? If you're praising God and thanking him for it, and, and somebody asks you, well, how did you do it? God, thank God he gave me the ability to do it. Or thank God he gave me this. If we're doing that, we're going to be proclaiming it to everybody. Let's sing his praises. Sing and put all of his miracles to music. Shine and make your joyful boast in him, you lovers of God. Let's be happy and keep rejoicing no matter what. Seek more of his strength. Seek more of him. Let's always be seeking the light of his face. Don't you ever forget his miracles and marvels. Hold to your heart every judgment he has decreed. For you are his servants, the true seed of Abraham, and you are the chosen ones. Jacob's sons. So one of the ways that Dave, that, um, <clears throat> David is praising God, he's rehearsing the mighty works that God has done. He's rehearsing what God has done. He's rehearsing what God is. He's saying it over and over. You know what rehearsing is? When you're learning something, you say it over and over and over. If you're, if you're an actor and you're rehearsing a part, if you're, doing, if you're a musician or if you're a singer, you're rehearsing it over and over. You do it until you know how to do it, right? And this helps us to know God is in the business of deliverance, and he will deliver us again and again and again. He, he, he can, um, we can face today because of thanking him for his provision and his power and his presence in the past. We can look back and say, God has done it then. He'll do it again. He does it constantly. We have to keep looking at what he has done. And then David was thankful that he listens. We need to be thankful that God listens to us. He listens to our prayers. No matter what happened, David would bend his ear to the Lord. David would listen to what God had to say. I mean, when you think about the God of the universe, the Father of mankind, our Father, our God, listens to us and he's present with us that's awesome should make you excited should make some of you smile should make all of you smile but some of you sometimes we just need to smile so in psalms 28 6 and 7 he said praise the lord for he has heard my cry the lord is my what my strength and my shield i don't have to, listen I don't have to rely on my own strength, right? I don't have to rely on my own strength. If I did that, I'd be in some big trouble. I rely on him. He is my strength, and he's my shield. He's my protector. So we need to listen And we need to be thankful that God listens to us. He hears us when we speak. And then 
The other thing is we need to be thankful, and David was thankful that he has a plan for his life. We need to be thankful God has a plan for you and for me. When David had a prayer of thanksgiving, he had an expectation of how God would answer. You know, if you have an expectation of God, how he's going to act in the situation, how he's going to answer, we need to have an expectation. So he's giving thanks to God. What in advance? Thank you, you got a plan for me. Thank you for you got a plan for me to get out of this situation or out of this circumstances. Thank you, God. There's a plan in effect that will bring me to the end of this. <coughs> so David, see, in that David has confidence that God loves him. Amen? David is confident that God loves him. There's no doubt in his mind. You know, if we if we believe that Jesus what Jesus did for us, there should be no doubt in our mind that God loves us. That you have no, I say you have no right to doubt his love for you. Amen? And David knew that God loved him. He knew David was on his side, right? And God would deliver him. So he's praying for God, what God, this is what David did, and this is what we need to do. We need to thank God. We need to pray for God and knowing that he loves us, and we need to rest in that. We need to thank him, and we need to rest. We need to to thank him and rest in the fact that he loves us and that he will provide, or he will touch us in that situation. He will Psalms 52, I'm going to read verse 5 and then verse 8 and 9. But God will strike you down once and for all. He will pull you from your home and uproot you from the land of the living. And it says interlude, which means a pause. But I am like an olive tree. He's not talking about him. He's talking about the enemy. I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's what? Unfailing love. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. I will trust in your good name in the presence of your faithful people. And then Jeremiah 29, 11, we know that. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So God has a plan for us, for good and not for disaster. Don't ever say God's wanting to to destroy me he's not you following him and following his plan he has a plan he has a plan for good for you and we looking at that and we have to think about why we thank God too and one of the reasons we choose to give God thanks Thanks for, I don't want to say thanks, but thanks, maybe we should think about it. Our choice to give God thanks should not rest on him doing something for us. Amen? It shouldn't just be about that. Well, God, I'll give you thanks if you give me something. It's a wrong attitude. 
Psalms 118.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good, and his faithful love endures forever. We can just say, God, I thank you because you're good. I thank you for you're a good God. I thank you for you love, that you love me. I thank you that you have you, there's future. Listen, future doesn't stop here on earth. Sometimes I think people think, well, I got a future. You got a future if the earth stops tomorrow. And that's to live eternity with Jesus Christ. That's going to be so awesome. And we won't deal with any of this other stuff anymore. So we do have things that come into our life. We do have circumstances. We have all these things that encumber us and that come into our life and that come against us. But listen to this statement. Being thankful goes deeper than just being thankful for overcoming difficult circumstances in our life. You know what? We need to thank God when we don't have any circumstances going on, right? We need to be thankful all the time when there aren't these crazy things that are happening, we are, when there's stuff not coming against us. Thank you, God. We ought to be thanking him at least for the fact that, hey, we're going through a great time right now. We're in a time of rest. Psalms 92, 1 through 4 in the Passion says, It's so enjoyable to come before you with uncontainable praises spilling from our hearts how many times do you do that it's so enjoyable to come before you with uncontainable praises spilling from our hearts see praise and thanksgiving is a is an overflow of the heart it's an overflow of what's inside of you it's an overflow how we love to sing our praises over and over to you do you enjoy singing praises to God, or is it, a, is it just a chore? It should never be a chore. You should enjoy it. It should be a part of who you are. To the matchless God, high and exalted over all, at each and every sunrise, we will be thanking you for your kindness and your love. I want to say something about that. Sunrise is when the sun comes up in the morning, is right? So we thank him every morning. We should thank him. We should start our day out thanking God. Thanking him for who he is. Thanking him for what we, we, what we can accomplish that day for him. As the sun sets and all through the night. So not just then, but all day long. All through the night. As the sun sets, we will keep proclaiming. You know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, thank God. Melodies of praise will fill the air as every musical instrument joined with every heart overflows with worship. No wonder I'm so glad I can't keep it in. Are you so excited about God and glad you just can't keep it in sometimes? All the time, hopefully. Lord, I'm shouting with glee over all you've done. For all you've done for me. I'm excited. I'm shouting with glee. Glee means happiness. And we shouldn't wait until we feel like that our faith so strong that Thanksgiving burst at the scene. No, it should be bursting out all the time. We should practice Thanksgiving because it's a part of who we are. We should practice Thanksgiving because of how we set our eyes on God and cultivate faith 
in him. As our faith in him is built, as it gets stronger, then we ought to have more praise and more thanksgiving because we feel that our faith is growing stronger. You know, Thanksgiving pushes back against fear. It pushes fear out of the way. Thanksgiving, I thank God. There's fear out there, but I thank God. We're pushing it out of our way. So we don't wait till our faith is strong. And we should practice thanksgiving because it's a part, again, of how we set our eyes to cultivate him. You know what David did whenever things were, were crazy and worried, there was worry around him and there was all this stuff. He looked up in thanksgiving. He looked up in these ways of thanksgiving. He was thankful to God. Thankful every day. David wrote several of the Psalms when he was in the wilderness. When he was in a bad time. But he thanked God. Peter and Paul. And all of them. You know, Paul and, and Silas. They're in jail But they're thanking God. They're writing thanksgiving because they didn't look at the circumstances or the situation because they knew that God, you know, one thing that can keep you going is that you know God has a calling. People used to ask me, and you know, I used to say, and I know some people that said they went to Nicaragua with us because I said, don't be concerned about the plane flight because you're going and coming back if you're on the plane with me because God's not finished with me yet. And he's not finished with you, man, so that plane ain't going nowhere. It's up there and back here. Amen? And that's where my faith is. You know, and, and I know it's something, it's, it, I think I've shared this before, but there was a teenager who went with us to Nicaragua one time, and he sat beside me in the plane. And he said, I've never flown before. And we're sitting out on the tarmac. I said, don't. It's, it's fine. He said, how do you know it's fine? I said, it's just like a roller coaster. He said, I hate roller coasters. <laughs> well, it's, it's just great, you know. <laughs> I thought all kids like roller coasters. I like what Paul said. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience what? God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The natural response to things happening around us and bad things is what? To worry, right? That's the natural what people do. And people worry about, is this going to, you know, they don't even worry about what's going to happen, but they worry about what's not going to happen. Is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? I got to worry about it. I worry about it. I worry about it. 
I don't, worry is not a part of my vocabulary. Because it's very difficult to be thankful if you're worried about something. Because worry will kill you. Worry will bring you down. It's, it's hard to think about the good things that God has done when you're in a state of worry, doubt, and fear. And you know what? The enemy, Satan, wants you to constantly be in a state of worry. Because if you worry, you won't do anything. Right? Well, I'm supposed to do this, but I'm worried it won't work. I'm worried I won't have what I need to do. It. I'm worried I can't do it. I, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, worried, worried. You won't do it. You won't do anything if you're worried. You'll sit there and worry some more. You'll focus on the problem and the circumstances and not on what God has said to do. So Paul's saying, don't worry. Don't worry. And then you can get some what? Some peace. How many of you this morning are thankful for who he is? I'm going to read. This is out of the New Living. Psalms 145. I want you to listen to it. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell his children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your powers. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you. Will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. When we're thankful, we give examples of what God is doing for us, what God has done, what his power is. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majestic and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You, you rule throughout what? All generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. What did I just say? When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of what? Every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything. He does... Everything he does, he is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call upon him. Yes, to all who call on him in what? In truth. 
He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. He doesn't just hear it, but he rescues them. How many of you, if your child calls out, would not rescue him? How many of you would do that? God says he, he, he rescues his children. You're not going to leave your child in, a, in danger. And neither will God. He, he, he's got more of a grasp on it than you do. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord, and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. God is so good. There's a little song that preschool sings, and one of my favorite. And they come in here for chapel on Tuesday and Wednesday because they have different groups. And um, the song goes, My God is so good and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing that my God can do. My God is, I want y'all to sing that with you. My God is so good and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing that my God can do. One more time. My God is so good and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing that my God can't do. And those kids love that song. They come in singing, you know, that's awesome. And we ought to sing it every day. I should have had him play the video. But uh, it's really awesome. But you know what? This morning is a great morning. And I want to do a couple of things. We're going to end with communion this morning, so prepare your hearts. But the first thing, I want to pray. These shoe boxes that we've been collecting, and we're a drop-off site, and we've got how many so far? Over 900 just here. And so I want, to, I want you to stretch your hands out, and we're going to pray for these. These go out to children all over the world. I've had the opportunity of, in Nicaragua to give them out to the kids. You know what's neat about what they do is they sit down with the kids, and they have a Bible study before they can receive their shoe box. And that's awesome. So let's stretch our hands. Father, we thank you this morning. Father, that we have the opportunity to be a part of this. And Lord, we're being a part of this just by stretching our hands out and laying our hands on these boxes and saying, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that the seeds sown in this box will produce a harvest in the lives of Kids and adults all over the world, adults that are a part of doing it. There is a seed sown, and there is going to be a harvest, and we thank you for that. We may never hear about it, but we thank you, Lord. We know that it's true, and we claim victory over it. We claim victory over these boxes. We claim victory over those kids that receive them in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Father, a harvest of souls in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I do want to say one more thank you. Um, thank you for all those who helped stay last Sunday and helped decorate. And it, it looks great. And um, praise the Lord for that. We know that this week, let's stand together. And, you know, we do have Thanksgiving. We'll probably, a lot of us will be with our family members some and all that. And let's... You know, let's bring this attitude of thankfulness to those gatherings. So when we come in the room, they feel, wow, these people, they're thankful. 
And it's not just about us. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you this morning, Lord. Jesus Christ, I thank you for your sacrifice for us, for your body being beaten, your body being mutilated and destroyed on the cross, you sacrificing your feelings, your body who took on every thought we ever had. It took on every sickness, every disease, everything that we have ever experienced. You took on the cross. And you stretched your arms out and you allowed that to be destroyed through the destruction of your body. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that as we take this bread, which is your body, Father God, that we are thankful for your sacrifice. Your word, you told your disciples, take, eat, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for the blood that you shed for us. Lord, you begin shedding your blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you shed it for us. And you went to the cross. And you were beaten. There were stripes on your back on the way. And the blood that you shed. And every drop of blood that went from there all the way to the cross. And the blood you shed on the cross. Lord, that was taken and spilt on the altar of God for the remission of our sins. For our deliverance, Father. And we thank you in Jesus' name this morning that your blood was shed for us. We thank you, Lord, as you told your disciples. Take, drink. This is my blood. And we do that this morning to remember you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands this morning as Kevin continues to play. And let's thank God. Thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Because our faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So I thank you this morning, Father God, that we are all healed delivered and set free. Father, that we're going to see you do some mighty works in and through us, Lord. And this week, Father God, as we reflect on you and as we give you thanks, Lord, I pray that at least that the rest of this week, Father, as we're building up to Thanksgiving Day, and we do thank you, Lord Jesus, for this country. And we pray, Father God, that this will continue, Lord. But we thank you right now, Father, in Jesus' name. For all your blessings. So Lord, I pray that we all have a thankful heart. We all can live a life of thankfulness. That it's not just opportune times. It's not just hit and miss. But every day is a day to give you thanks. Every day is a day to praise your name. Every day is a, th a day to thank you. Lord, we can thank you for what you've done in the past. We thank you for what you're doing now. We thank you for what you're going to do in the future. In Jesus' name, we praise you and thank you. Lord, I thank you so much that you are my king. 
And God, I give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Have a blessed week and have a blessed Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next Sunday. Amen. Praise God. Let's give God a thank you again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for that message so much. Oh, um, well, as, in the spirit of gratitude as we're continuing on into this next week, um, tonight from 1 to th- well, this afternoon, from 1 to 3, we'll be collecting shoe boxes if you're able to help with that. And then tomorrow is usually the big final day, that, that Monday that we collect shoe boxes in. From 2 to 7.30 p.m. tomorrow, we'll be collecting in. Usually this last Monday is our big day. This is when the big flood comes in. If you're able to come by tomorrow evening and help us with the collecting of the shoe boxes or the loading of the U-Haul in preparation, please do so. Um, And then we're not having connect groups this week because we're sending each one of you as a missionary to your family to connect Thanksgiving back to the Savior. So go and be that, be that ambassador to your family about how we're supposed to be thankful to God and who we're supposed to be in, in God. Be that light and that love shining in your family this week. We have a couple things on the horizon as we look to December. Uh, December 14th, we are going to have a volunteer Christmas party for all those that tirelessly give their time and efforts here at Image Church. We want to give something back to you. So you and your families are invited on December 14th to come and join us for an evening of fun. We're going to have an ugly sweater competition that evening. We're going to have some music bingo. We're going to have fun together. We're going to be a family. We're going to celebrate all the things that we toiled with, and we're going to look to next year. So be a, part about, be a part of that on December 14th. And we look forward to the candlelight service on Christmas Eve. And December 18th, we're going to have a youth and children's program. So be, a, be here for all the exciting things as we celebrate the Emmanuel, as we celebrate the reason for the season. And until then, have a blessed afternoon. We'll look forward to seeing you soon.